Hello! Welcome to Center Saint Sister. This is a space where spirited, hurting, searching, faithful people come together and ask hard questions and listen to some really wise people share about how they have lived life deeply. If this episode spoke to you, I hope that you leave a review and subscribe. You can visit YouTube slash Allison Sullivan for some really fun extras. I hope you hear something today that lets you know you are loved and helps you love one another. Welcome to Center Saint Sister. From the book of Isaiah, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. The sprout, it promises us Jesus. And this is just how Jesus came to us. No pomp, no circumstance. He was a king, and yet he just became one of us in our most fragile form, a newborn baby, a God who came to us in the most extreme example of humility that people of his day called it backwards. Advent, it tells a story about the resilience of hope and the creativity of the spirit and the coming of Christ in our midst. And when we think all is lost, there it is a thrill of hope, a shoot from the stump. The goodness of God and the promise of God are so much more resilient than we might even imagine. With God's faithfulness and love, new life is possible. We serve a king born in a manger who changes everything. Mary Linenberg has pointed me to this truth so many times that I knew her wisdom was just what I needed this year as I worked to lean into hope, peace, love, and joy and prepared Jesus' room to do in my heart what he needed to do, what he does best, to love and to redeem. You will love every word out of Mary Linenberg's mouth. And this conversation will feel just like the hug you may need. You might not know this, but I wrote a book. It's a spiritual memoir of sorts and puts a modern day spin on old parables that are still so applicable to our everyday lives. Judgment, forgiveness, evangelizing, heartbreak, joy. I'd love for you to grab a copy. Head on over to Amazon and look for Rock, Paper, Scissors by Allison Sullivan. Hello, Mary Lineberg. I'm the only thing better than looking at your precious self right now would be if we were on this couch together, I oh, am so delighted to see you and just get to dive into conversation with you because you make my soul so happy. This maybe oh. is going to sound a little, a little melodramatic, but I am melodramatic. Let's be honest. But um, there are these people in your life that are like good for your nervous system. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like, I, I feel so peaceful and well-nurtured in your presence. I absolutely adore you. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome. Oh, my gracious. You're going to like start this whole thing off with me <laughs> weeping. This is like, um, it is, I'm just so excited. First of all, to see your beautiful face. It's been too long since I've actually it been in your presence, your long. physical presence. Mm. But um, it's a delight for me to be here. I, I feel the same way about you. 
um, you know, there are people that settle your nervous system. There are people that kind of mm-hmm. fill your soul. Mm-hmm. And there's a group of women that you and I are a part of. And mm-hmm. all of those women do that for me Yeah, in different ways. Like they're all in different seasons yeah. of life, but it's yeah. just like, it's just this the best group hug ever. Ah, oh, yes. So. Well, well said, you know, so we did this, um, conference together and I I'm, I'm delighted by you all the time. I'm, I'm convicted by you in the most loving of ways. I'm nurtured by you. I'm taught by you. I'm delighted by you. And one of the most delightful moments that I, <laughs> that I have ever experienced from a speaker was you, I mean, we, if you have not heard Mary Lindeberg speak, like make it happen, invite her to your thing, go find a place where she's speaking, but the highs and the lows and the laughs and all of it woven together is just pure artistry. And you were in a lane, man, you're like sprinting in this lane. You're going, I mean, you have us in the cup of your little hand. We are yours. Okay. And so then you get to this moment and you just take a pause and you look out at us and you say, I don't know how to land this plane. Like you just, you were like, I'm done. I have nothing else to say, but I don't know what to do here. So I'm going to go now. I love y'all. Goodbye. We were, I, I have never felt so, um, the lack of, of pretense, the lack of presumption, the ownership of exactly where I am right now. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. You can have it all. You know what I mean? Like it was just such a testament to you get all of me. Oh, love it. And you got all of me. You got all of me. Yes. It was one of those very interesting moments where really the Holy spirit was driving the train Mm -hmm. and I had my notes. I had done my preparation um, it was kind of like the mother, um, the broken motherhood sort of talk of this conference that we were doing yeah. and coming, overcoming brokenness with the Lord mm-hmm. and our lady with us and the feminine genius all rolled into one. And I was nervous about the talk because it was kind of, they wanted it to be a little bit higher brow than, than what I have been given in by the Lord. And so I took this beautiful oh. theology of the body, which is, is just this thing that terrifies me. And I brought it to my level and I literally, the Holy spirit was driving that train and I came to the end of the, of the tracks and I simply, there were no words. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to embrace it. just started laughing (laughs) and they were like, okay, we're done. But more so I'm going to be so fully present that I don't know how to not tell you the truth. How about that? Like, wow. who who has time to be anybody but themselves? Uh, this is this is something that I've come to in the last ten years of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough time. You know that idea of fake it till you make it. I that was drilled into me as a kid oh, for and sure. drilled into me as a young adult. Yeah. Young adult, you just got to push through, push through. And there came an event in my life I couldn't push through, yeah. and I'm like, fake it till uh, you make it. What is that? That means mm-hmm. nothing to me. God doesn't want me to fake it, and I'm certainly not going to make it without Him. So yeah. why don't we just kind of settle into who God made me to be? Yeah. Not Allison, not Karen, not Catherine, not anybody else, but me. Yeah. And that took me a while to kind of walk through and, and meet this woman and get to know her and get to love her and get to challenge her. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of in a place now when when we were together at that conference where I'm like, 
I got nothing else. Yeah. So, oh gosh. You know what it reminds me of? The bar's open. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a loose comparison, but I'm 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 gonna go with it just for a quick second. So you know how if you're watching Saturday Night Live, I, I mean forever ago, it's been forever since I've yeah. seen an episode of Saturday Night Live. But you know how the most treasured moments are the moments where they um break character. And you can yeah. see them kind of start to laugh with one another. And you're like, that's the real stuff. That's, what, that's you know, like. Do you remember the um, the Carol Burnett show, right? Way mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. when you can, yeah. you can see reruns on YouTube. And that was, those are the best episodes. When you have yeah. the, the, the four of them that just, they can't look at each other because they're going to laugh. Or they yes. just start laughing and they hide behind the sofa or they turn from the audience. Or, <laughs> and you're just dying because you're like, yes, it is that funny. Because we've all felt that. Like, that's so relatable. Yes. We've all had the giggles Absolutely. in church when we're not supposed to, you know? And so there's something about somebody just embracing that moment going, yes, there's room for all of me here. Even the parts yeah. that seem imperfect, but embracing that imperfect moment is what makes it absolutely perfection. So anyways, well, we're all broken. I, so yes, I, you just I, have to see it. <laughs> uh, I don't get enough of you, Mary Lindenberg, like, but, but I feel like the Lord restores these things in heaven. It's like, we're going to have mansions next door. It's going to be fine. But like right now, I, I wish I had, I had more of you in my day-to-day life. I love you so much. So welcome to the show. By the way, do you, you mind introducing yourself to people who might not know and love you yet? Um, sure. Can you introduce yourself by telling us who and what you love? Oh, who and what I love. First of all, I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of the King. I am restored and redeemed and remade in his image and likeness. And I am sitting here because of that. So mm-hmm. number one, number two, I'm Jerry's wife of 34 years now. We were blessed with four souls, uh, two we didn't get to hold the side of heaven. And then our son, Jonathan, who he recently uh, last year got married at the age of 32. He's now 33 and he has a baby boy named Jude, who's just the light of our life and his beautiful wife, Jessica. And then our daughter, Courtney, went home to the Lord at the age of 22, uh, eight years ago, this December 27th. And um, she was the light and heart of our home. She had a uh, seizure disorder that we discovered at five weeks of age. And through uh, just a series of events, medical interventions that didn't work, uh, all kinds of things, she ended up being wheelchair bound, nonverbal. She didn't walk. Um, but she had the most beautiful blonde hair and blue eyes and she was the face of Christ to us. Mm -hmm. So that's who I am and who I love. And I'm an author. I've written two books. Again, the story of redemption. I'm dyslexic. I didn't learn to read till I was in the third going into the fourth grade. Here I've written two books. My my school teachers would be rolling over in their graves, right? Like they didn't see that coming. I love (laughs) it. Like I love redemption. And I speak internationally, uh, just about God's redeeming love all about overcoming hard things, Um, you know, that uh, here we are in this beautiful season of Advent. I know we're going to talk about, but God takes away the the sting of death. You know, he takes Mm. away our sins. He comes for us. And, uh, and that's what I talk about. Mm. We could talk about so many things. I mean, even just with who and what you love, there's a million different tangents. I would love to go on with you. So you're just going to have to come back again and again. Um, But today, I would love to talk about Advent a little bit because I feel like, and I know that I'm not alone in this. I mean, it's our culture. It's how we live. But um, it's hard for us to choose peace in this season. We are spread so thin. Um, There's so much anxiety and and even resentment 
exhaustion. Mm -hmm. A lot of these things we kind of value as a society. It's like we wear busyness as a badge or, you know, it's noble to be exhausted. Um, But I feel like we need your shepherding in this moment um, because one of my very favorite things about you, I, I, I can't quit actually naming favorite things about you, but I feel like I could call you at 3 a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel and I would answer the like, phone. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, I would prefer to knock on the door, but whatever. But <laughs> I, I know that I could tell you how my heart hurt. Yeah. And then, um, and you would nurture that, like you would validate the feelings that, that I was having. Um, and you would maybe like reframe, reframe a few things for me. You would show me some bright sides. You would, you would point to Jesus and all that jazz. You, you would do yeah. that. Um, but then Mary, you would let an appropriate amount of time go by and you would show me my responsibility. Yeah. You know, you would, um, so lovingly instruct and then convict and it would feel like love when you did it. And so my my hope for this conversation and for this episode is that you can do this for us around Advent because sure. this is a time where it feels like tensions are magnified. You know, it's like I, I think yeah. that there's oh, um, the holiday. It's like it's shining a light on a gap between um, how we want things to be and then how they they actually are. And it, we want so badly for this time to be a time of starting over. I mean, it's kind of the end of something and then the beginning of something. Um, we would love for this to be a time of, of reconciliation. Um, but the truth of the matter is that our families aren't going to get lobotomies. You know, our um, our calories aren't going to quit doing what calories do. <laughs> We're not going to win the lottery, you know, like there's, there's all these things Amen. that are, that are reality. Oh, and um, you know, we can't, we can't tell the sun what to do. You know, it gets dark at four 30. Like that's just where we're at. Um, so anyways, it turns out that there, there isn't actually magic <laughs> in Christmas. And so we kind of have to deal with what is, um, Mary, when the holidays have gotten the best of you, what what are the what are some of the reasons for that? Like, what are the things that kind of make you uh, a little weak or, or have made you a little weak okay. this time? So the timing of this is truly Holy Spirit. Just the, the little disco ball of the Holy Spirit is here. Um, I Advent love a dancing Holy Spirit. <laughs> I just, well, you've got to remember, the Holy Spirit is the great encourager, right? Mm-hmm. We, he's the one who brings hope, right? Mm-hmm. He's the one who Jesus left with us to say, you know, you're not going to be alone. Like, I'm going to be in heaven. Like, you won't see me, but you've got him. And, he's and then he me. says this so, better. Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So, if you think, so I always think of him at Christmas time. The Holy Spirit is the is the the glass ball that doesn't shatter. Mm. It's beautiful and shiny mm. and important and vintage and has all of these memories and has been through all of this stuff with you and you put it on the tree so gently. Mm. But one time it goes and it doesn't shatter because the Holy Spirit doesn't shatter, mm. right? He just he brings life and he brings hope to all of us. So when you were describing, you know, how I mentor people, how I have learned to be mentored myself. I have two gifts that the Holy Spirit has given me Mm. and two charisms. One Mm. is uh, of wisdom, which I think is hysterical because I have never considered myself. One of my wounds is that I'm not smart enough or I'm not enough. Uh And so to have this 
this charism. It's like, you, you mean I'm smart? Well, I'm smart with the heart. That's what we've been <laughs> It's heart smart, right? It's yeah. I can I can hear what's broken within you and I can hold space for that, right? But then with my second charism of mercy, mm. I'm going to, yes, show you Jesus in that. I'm going to encourage you in that. But I'm also going to remind you that just because you have laid your burden down doesn't mean you don't stop walking, mm. right? It just means you're now walking with Christ next to you. And when you trip and fall, he's there to hold you and carry you and encourage you. And when you feel strong enough, he's there to say, good job. And then when you fall again, he's there, right? We're just never alone in that. Mm -hmm. And so it is a great privilege for me and a joy to hold people's brokenness. Mm -hmm. It's just something God has asked me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it comes from my own brokenness, from my own upbringing and things that I chose for myself Mm -hmm. that still have impact in my life today. So what happens when your advent is broken? Everybody's advent is broken. It is. Um, but it's broken by degrees. So mm-hmm. eight years ago during Advent, my daughter Courtney was dying. So our Advent was literally walking my daughter home to God. And that, that is a soul changing, heart changing experience. And I have never looked at Advent the same. This idea of waiting. We're waiting for the baby to come. Well, I was waiting for my baby to go. <laughs> right. And so it changes your perspective. And yes, is it heart-wrenching, awful, sad, all of those things? Yes, but it's also beautiful because she was going home to the one who made her, the one who was waiting for her. Her job was done. She had completed her mission. Okay, so you've had an advent like that. I come eight years later and I'm back in this similar space. We have a family member who is in uh, fighting for her life. And, and I, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, here we are again. Why is it always December? Blah, blah, blah. And I have to sit down. You have to sit down. Number one, you want to know what I do? I sit down. I stop moving. I sit down. I sit down outside on my front porch, even though it's cold, wrap my blanket around myself and let the winter sun shine on my heart. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds corny and it sounds whatever, but I'm telling you, 10 mm-hmm. minutes of sunshine yes. will change your freaking life. Agreed. Okay. Okay. So today's a rainy day. So I've had to really, all the lights are on in the house. I've had to really work at it today. Yeah. But you sit down, you sit down because God, he's waiting for you. Right. And he'll, he'll leave the 99 to find you, but he's walking with you. He's not chasing after you necessarily. Right. He's pursuing you. But if you want to run away from him, he's going to be there and say, well, when you're ready, Mm -hmm. I'm right here. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, we think of the prodigal son. The father waited for him, prayed for him. And then when he saw him on the horizon, he ran to him. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I think of God during Advent, during Lent even. You know, he's, he's, he's waiting on the top of the hill. Like, is she coming? Oh, she's coming. Mm-hmm. There she is. And then he runs to meet us, right? Yeah. So the first thing I do is I sit down and I get still. Because the world is insane. Insane. And you said, you know, there was a badge of exhaustion. My mm-hmm. friend Rachel Balducci calls it the tyranny of the urgent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, enough of that. Yeah. Enough. So get still, number one. Number two, what is Advent all about? It is not about a Pinterest worthy Christmas. Right. It's about a little baby born in a manger, you know, a poor, innocent, lowly being, but he is fully God and fully man. So God, in the form of Jesus Christ, the Son, God gave his, us his Son 
to pay the price for our sins. Like he gave up what was most precious to him for us. So what are we willing to give up for him? Mm-hmm. What is most precious to us that we're willing to give his gift, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this idea of mm-hmm. an exchange of love. Yeah. So you're sitting still, you're allowing the sunshine to heal your body, which and then part heals your heart, your heart and your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you're taking that healing and you're passing it on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're getting still, you're listening for that still small voice. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is that pouring out. Yeah. So where do we pour out? Right. There's a saying that I say all the time, you have to fill your well in order to love well. Yeah. Okay. And Advent to me is all about filling the well. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm taking these things out of my heart because they have no place there. You know, I'm Catholic. So like I go to confession, I'm taking that out and we're putting it there. I'm taking that out. And what does that mean? That means there's more room in the inn. Right. right. Remember that part of the Christmas story, there's no room in the inn. Well, that's how we enter Christmas. We have no room in our inn. Yeah. And so we come to Bethlehem, the house of bread. And we are already filled. Our eating pants are stretched and, you know, we're just like balloons. And God's like, yeah, that's, you're not going to fit through the door of the end. So how mm-hmm. about we sit down, we take a moment, we assess the situation mm-hmm. and we make a better choice. Yeah. A lot of people um, react to their lives Yeah, and they're not driving their life. They're not, right. they're, they, they do this unintentional victimhood. Oh, well, but we have to do it this way. Oh, yeah. seriously, remove that word have to. Uh Oh, but, but no, woulda, shoulda, coulda. No, you don't. Yeah. My advent is not going to be Allison's advent Mm -hmm. because I'm not Allison and Allison's advent is not going to be mine Mm -hmm. because you're not me. Yeah. Our houses are going to be different. Our family makeup is different. Our marriages are in different seasons. Mm -hmm. Our children are in different places. Mm -hmm. Our parishes are different parishes. Mm -hmm. Our, our communities are different communities. They cannot look alike because we aren't. And everybody's trying to have a cookie cutter advent. Yeah. And I just don't have time for that. I don't have, um, you know, I have more time behind me lived in life than I do ahead of me. It's just a fact. And I want it to mean something. I want my life to mean something. I want to be able to stand before the Lord and say, I didn't always do my best. But when I figured that out, I tried to do it again. And you were with me. And as St. Therese of Lisieux said, I, I want to show up in heaven, leaving everything I hand here, empty handed. Yeah. I'm going to show up with yeah. Jesus, totally Spent. empty handed. Why? Because yeah. I've done it all here. Yeah. I've left yeah. it all here. I would rather suffer here than miss the gate. Yeah. Um, you know, so much of what you're talking about as far as antidote to the the hecticness of the season is about a shift in perspective. You know, there's a remembering scriptures always telling us to remember, 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 we have to return to the cross again and again and again to remember this great miracle. And there's probably no more necessary time than when we feel really, really spread thin. You know, there are these demands on us. Like the school is asking for things, you know, the, the church is looking for volunteers. Um, people in my community are hungry and would like a nice meal. You know, there are, there 
are very noble ways to extend ourselves. But I, I feel like what you're asking of us, which is just that moment, which we never allow, mm-hmm. it's so <laughs> easy to fill moments, <laughs> um, even if it's just with the meaningless scroll you know, but there goes yeah. the moment it's gone. And so, um, but that moment to remember feels pretty foundational, um, to fixing all of the specific things that go awry. Do you, so I love that first, like just foundationally as a piece of advice, right. let's, let's get still and, and remember, let's get still and fix some perspectives. Do you mind if we get specific? Because I feel like there are some serious, unrealistic expectations for this time. (laughs) So Uh what are ways that some, that expectations have kind of set you up to fail, you know, set you up to, if it weren't for this lofty expectation, if it weren't for this ideal, how can we reconcile, um, a non-idyllic experience. How do we make that okay in our, in our spirit? Okay. So this is the idea of surrender, right? Surrendering our expectations to the Lord. What is an expectation? It's perfectionism on the flip side. It's Mm. the ugly undersided goo of the rock that when you flip over perfectionism, what's there? Expectation. Yeah. Okay. So expectation is always going to lead you to disappointment. That type of expectation. Yeah. I'm not saying don't expect good things for yourself. Uh, don't yeah. expect, um, you know, be treated with respect. You know, you are you have worth and you have value yeah. as, and the dignity as a human being. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it has to be this way. Mm-hmm. It has to be this way. What has to be this way? Yeah. The liturgical year is built for these moments of rest. And these mm-hmm. moments of slowness, for lack yeah. of a better word. It's prescribed. Advent, exactly. It is. Christmas is only 12 days. But the minute that turkey is sliced, <laughs> we are in Christmas. Yeah. Which is why we're all exhausted. Advent yeah. is four weeks of quiet oh preparation. My gosh. That's such a good point. Slow and steady, right? There's some beautiful things you can do. Um, if you're a person that loves to put up the Christmas tree, um, as you're cleaning up the Thanksgiving dishes, great. Put up the tree and put on the lights and stop. Yeah, yeah. And then the next week, add add the ribbon. And then the next week, add the ornaments. <laughs> and then the next week, add the whatever. Right? Take it slow. Oh. You're, you, because you're going to get to the same end result. You're going to have the beauty and the, the 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 thrill and the glitz and the whatever it is on on your Christmas tree or yes. your Christmas decorations. I think the only things that ever if you, if you have to have a have to, which you don't, none of these things have to be done. Mm-hmm. There were seasons in my life when my daughter was in the ICU and there was nothing done to this house. Yeah. And we literally had a Charlie Brown tree and gifts for my son so that he felt loved and remembered. Mm-hmm. Could I do anything about that? Sure. I could have ruminated and worried and gotten myself really sick At what with cost? all yeah. of that mm-hmm. because of what was costing my son. Or we could just embrace the season we were in. Mm-hmm. And God would fill in the gaps with something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So if you want like a basics, if you have a nativity or you have um, a little statue of the Holy Family, great. There you go. It's something to meditate on during your prayers. You're looking yeah. at that. Mm-hmm. The, nat- uh, the nativity that's behind me used to come out in sections. So first you'd have the stable. 
then you'd have the next week where the animals would come. And then Jesus and Mary would come during the third week. And, and my son would set it up. So it was something to bring him to. An Advent wreath. Okay. Maybe that's all you have. You have a wreath with the four candles. Do the four candles have to be three purple and one rose? Um, no. Does the church like it that way? Of course. And when you go into a church, it's beautiful. But if you go to the dollar store and all they have is razzle zazzle magenta and lime, then guess what? Hey, you're lighting a candle for Jesus. Okay. Jesus don't care what color it is. No, no. He, he he's, doesn't. He's not interested. He's not interested. <laughs> he, you know what he's happy? He's happy you thought about him. Yeah. And he's happy as a family. You're sitting down to dinner and somebody's lighting the razzle dazzle magenta. Yes. Yes, that's what he's happy about, right? That's, I'm I'm off to but find some razzle dazzle. This, that's this, what I'm doing horrible, after this. Razzle dazzle yourself. What happens is the these these um, expectations come from social media. Yeah, they come from um, you know, our comparison yeah. with mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. Comparison. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we do. We have these all of these expectations. So here I am in this advent. And I love Christmas. Like it is my love language. I am a St. Nicholas girl. You know, fall is my favorite season going into winter. My second favorite season. Like I have curtains that have Santa Claus. Okay. Yeah. That's, like this is a sickness a, for me. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Like even my husband who is a minimalist is like, please tell me you're not putting out the St. Nick curtains, please. I can't. I can't. And I'm if like, I no, have them. I can't not. I mean, <laughs> I can't. I mean, I have that, but I had to like, we're just in a season where we're, we're not here a lot in our home because we're caring for a sick family member and doing all of these mm -hmm. things. And I mm -hmm. just can't because then I'm, I'm split. Right. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I got to set this up at home. Oh, I've got to mm -hmm. go take care of this person. Oh, I've got to do this at home. Oh, I've got to go do this. No, God wants you to be present. Yeah. Yeah. It's really present. Mm -hmm. And if you're not lighting a candle, great. Yeah. Are you thinking of him? Yeah, I mean, how many years did I make the Advent paper chain wreath with all of the scriptures glued into the links of the chain? Yeah. How many years? So yeah. many years. Because all Jonathan wanted to do was rip it open because <laughs> he was a boy. Did he care about the scripture? <laughs> no. He just wanted to rip it off. So one year uh, I didn't put the scriptures in there and he just ripped it all off. It was yeah. <laughs> but Same you joy. Just, yeah. Same joy. Same but, joy. But that's present. the thing. Everybody thinks they have to do something like you're not Christian enough. If you do this, you're not right. Catholic enough. If you do this, well, sister, if I am bound to those comparisons, yeah. then yeah. I'm not, I'm just forget it. Lay down and go. Yeah. Right. Good. I just can't. Um, okay. Can we talk about financial stressors? Because somehow I think that oh, yeah. we think that we're going to magically become rich around this time of year. Mm -hmm. And, I am certain that it's not important. I, I am certain yeah. that that I know with my head that this is not what this is about. And yet. <laughs> and yet. Why? And yet. Why? Do you why? Think why? What am yet I doing? comes from that comparison, right? Yeah. Kids go to school. So kids are sitting in a classroom in school, uh -huh. or even homeschoolers. They're in a homeschool co-op, whatever. And, and new things, you know, somebody has a birthday. Well, they show up with a new pair of jeans or a new pair of shoes or a new iPod or a new whatever. I grew up with a family of eight, eight kids in 10 years, one income. Okay. The yeah. only time we got gifts was birthday, 
we got an Easter basket and then Christmas was like the big time. Mm -hmm. Right. And it wasn't a lot. It was, it was just, it seemed like a lot because that's when we had our gifts. Mm -hmm. So we've made Christmas into this commercialization of the Christ child. And yet the world doesn't seem to have Christ in it anymore. Like I'm, I'm searching for him and he's really hard to find. Mm -hmm. So what you have to do is remember as parents, we are the primary educators of our children. Yeah. So you have to be the voice of reason, mm-hmm. right? I have many friends who do three, three gifts for the three wise men. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like they have three gifts mm-hmm. and there's something that the kid, uh, my, our friend Catherine does this. There's something that mm-hmm. the child really, really wants. Mm-hmm. There's something that is meaningful from the parents. Mm-hmm. And then I can't remember. And the third thing is a religious thing. And they have done this for years and years and years. And it's mm-hmm. a beautiful tradition, right? Yeah. But it keeps Christmas, yeah. that part of Christmas. Yeah tightly bound. Right. Okay. Instead of this free for all, because what happens in January, um, that MasterCard and Visa bill shows up and you also have the heating and the electric bill and you have the mortgage and then everybody's sick. So you have the doctor's bills. How are you going to pay for all of that? Right. We as a country have lived beyond our means for generation. And I am speaking myself. I am not judging anybody else. Yeah. I know what I, I, I tend to use shopping as an emotional yeah. crutch for myself. And, and I've worked so on easy it for now with Amazon. So easy. And- <laughs> just pick up your phone and just click and, and it's there. Right. Yeah. But what is the meaning behind it? One year um, when our son was in college, what we did for Christmas was we talked about it as a family and we uh, agreed to have one gift per person. Right. Mm-hmm. So we picked a name out of the, the little, it was just the four of us. We picked the name out. And so somebody bought for the other person. And then the money that we would have spent. So we have a budget for Christmas. Then we went to the angel tree at church uh-huh. and each of us picked an angel. Yeah. And so we took the remainder of that and spent that on that family. Mm-hmm. And then we got to deliver it to the family. Yes. And let me tell you, there is nothing uh-uh. that will fill your heart with joy mm-hmm. than giving to someone mm-hmm. who has yeah. nothing. Yeah. Or who has something, but just not enough to subsist. Right. You know, there's nothing there. This is a season of giving for a reason, right? Yeah. It's not just a tax deduction. It's what it does to us. Mm-hmm. So if budgets are important and, and, and the money is out of control and you're getting yourself into debt for Christmas, you need to sit down and have a, have a little talk with the Lord. Yeah. And you need to sit down with your children and adjust expectations. It, yes. You know, exactly. my yeah. parents sat down with us and they were like, is this going to be a lean year? And this is why. Right. But right. we love you and God loves you and there will be gifts, but you need to adjust your expectations. Yeah, it's good. Um, so what about the, there's an anxiety for me <laughs> that comes along with the social gatherings Um, that I feel required to say yes to, um, whether it's because I'm, you know, going with my husband to a work thing, or I feel like I need to help the room mom with the the classroom thing. Um, because it really is a fun party that I would like to go to that social and yet social things kind of exhaust me. Um, but then there's the food and the drink that goes along with it too. And just, um, making ridiculous choices <laughs> as far as food and drink go, you know, the social anxiety leads to more of those ridiculous choices. So, so what about that? What about the festivity of it all and the ways that that can be 
um, either healthy or harmful? Because of course we do need to be connected. We love our communities. Um, how have you found balance with some of that? Well, you're talking to the original yes girl. There's never an invitation I have said no to until I would say the last uh, last 10 years or so. You made up FOMO. (laughs) Yes, I did. Uh, Why are we afraid of missing out? We're afraid of missing out because we're afraid of being unseen and we're afraid of being forgotten. We're afraid of being Mm. set aside. Okay. Mm. So I have always been an outlier in my life. Um, I am always been the person on the outside. Many people, when I say that, they're like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. I, I know who I am and I know where God placed me for good reason. Yeah. Um, and so what I've learned as far as the balance of the social activities are uh, Jerry and I sit down and we go through what is important to us. Mm-hmm. What would our hearts like really be sad if we missed this event? Am I going to be sad if I miss helping at the school? No, nope, not going to be sad. Yeah. Am I going to be sad if I miss my mom's St. Nicholas Day gathering where all of my siblings and their children are together once a year? Mm. Yes, I will be sad. Mm, Does that stress me out? Yes, but I can manage that stress because I have the room because there's not all of this other stuff. A work Mm. gathering. Is it one where spouses are going or is it one where they're just going and they have sort of a loose invitation for spouses? Mm-hmm. If that's a loose invitation, I say, you go enjoy your glass of wine, your beer, whatever. Yeah. I will be home making dinner and you can come by after happy hour. It's great. I'm great. <laughs> and I'll be in my bathrobe and fluffy, uh, you know, slippers, happily mm-hmm. sipping on my hot cup of tea, waiting for my beloved to return. Mm-hmm. Happy as a clam, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to learn to say no. No is not a bad word. Mm-hmm. It's very needed in our society. We need to say it to our children. We need to say it to ourselves mm-hmm. quite often, right? So you have to look at your calendar. Um, I know people, I have people in my life who are out in the month of December every single night at one event or another, seven yeah. days a week. And by the time they get to January, they look like a wet wash rags. Oh my gosh, out. I know. I and there's no joy. Even yeah. the biggest extrovert still Mm -hmm. needs time to rest. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's been interesting to watch as they get older, how they begin to say no, right? Children come, they begin to say no. Mm -hmm. It's not as important anymore. So you have to decide what is most important to you and rank it. You know, we're going to say yes to five gatherings for the entire month of December. Yeah. Which ones? And if they're gatherings that include your children, sit down with your children. Uh Which ones do you guys want to attend? This is Uncle Jerry's party, and he's going to have da 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 da. Right. Or this is Mrs. Um, Rambuck's party in the neighborhood, and she's going to have blah, 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 blah. well, maybe Mrs. Rambuck is the one that used to meet them at the school bus every day with you know chocolate chip cookies and hot cocoa because you were working full time. Yeah. Okay, well, she becomes more important than Uncle Jerry that they just see twice a year, and he does weird balloon animals. Okay, we don't we don't care about that. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. We don't. So we're going to pass. You know I mean? on- <laughs> we're going to pass on that. And it's okay to say no. And guess what? You don't have to explain to anybody why you said no. It's a complete sentence. I just learned this from a friend from um, an interview. It's coming out later. The interview is coming out later than yours. This is going to air sooner. But that was one of her quotes that I'm like, oh, yes, no is a complete sentence. Complete sentence. And you don't have to you don't have to clarify. I'm so sorry. We can't be with you this year. I hope you guys have a great time. So done. Yeah. Yeah. And that's even too much, you know, like that. Yeah. I, I tend to word vomit. So that's what happens. Right. I, I make a million excuses and then yeah. I'll lie. I will compromise and I will lie to in order to, and you know, it's why? always like, why? Because the you sin, feel like 
they're going to talk about you. Why aren't they here? Aren't they, are they too good for, I mean, come on, all the cattiness comes out and it's like an episode of the great 80s show Dallas in our head. <laughs> Who killed JR, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we don't care because he's no. gone and it's fine. <laughs> Jesus We've is made still peace with it. Let's move on. Yeah. We have. Well, it's funny because um, I feel like a lot of what you're saying is kind of a know thyself thing. Yes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's being able to, again, take the moment and then to analyze, yeah. okay, here's my capacity. Here's what I'm capable of. By the way, we all have different capacities. Correct. You know, I can handle two things a week. I know that if there's that third thing a week, it's going to push me over my edge. Okay. So here are the two mm-hmm. things a week. So know thyself, but then also, you know, just another component of knowing myself is what's the sin beneath the sin? Because I just compromised <laughs> my integrity. I just yep. lied to you about why I can't come with some more noble excuse besides I don't want to, you know, I'm thinking of the whole time you were talking, I was thinking of that meme or that t-shirt or whatever that says, invite me, but I don't want to come. I want to be invited, but I don't want to come. Um, well, and that's the whole idea with being seen, right? Right. So we want right. to be seen. So you want to get the invitations. Oh, I they want the invitation. Me. That's so wonderful. We want but, the invitation. But I have to look at the sin beneath the sin. So if, mm-hmm. if the lie is the sin, what's the sin beneath the sin? And it is, um, I am trying to get a shortcut to intimacy. I am trying to yep. um, stay seen in your um, you know, just I, uh, in your, uh, sphere of realm of influence. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be someone important to you. There are. And and so then once I can recognize that, I'm like, Oh, well, if that's what this is about, there are other ways to do that. That don't cost me as much. Yes. It's called, uh, meet for coffee on January 5th. Exactly. When the kids go back to school and you need a little connection with someone, you know, we're just not going to be able to make it this Christmas, but Hey, let's grab coffee in January and February. And then how much more, how much more intimate is that? I mean, if, if intimacy, you have you heard like all sin comes from some holy desire, you know, it's like, but it's like, we make these shortcuts that, that are are ugly. It's like, I mean, even Jesus was tempted in the desert, but he was tempted with good things. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, here's a faster way than the cross. Right. You well, know, Satan's never going to make it ugly or else why would we do it? Right. right Everything exactly. he does has an element of beauty and truth to yes, it. Yes. Which I is why intimacy we're with you. Yeah. Right. And so, and here's a, a more, a truer way to get this, this thing that I some, desire. Yeah. It takes some spiritual and emotional maturity in order to make these decisions. These are not decisions that I made well in my 20s and 30s. Right. I didn't. I did all the things. I was desperate to be seen, to be known, to be loved. And then something happens in the middle. You know, you start into your 40s and and your give a damn button gets broken. And you just start to be like, and then you hit 50. I am now Mm. 55. And it's like, done. Like it's not even in the room. I don't know where the give a damn is. It's just gone Uh because what matters to me now is I want a good solid relationship with my husband. He is my path to sanctification. He is my vocation. Right. And so when I'm tripsing and traipsing all over the place, I'm not with him. And therefore you know, it's like, well, hi, nice to see you on December 15th for 20 minutes before I have to go to another gathering, you know? Yeah. So I want that connection. I want a connection with my son, my daughter-in-law and my grandson. And if the Lord blesses them with more children, f- future, you know, grandchildren, that means something to me. They're, they mean something to me. My mother who is still with us, she's the only grandparent living on both sides mm. of the family. 
that time is precious. She's 82, you know, and, and the woman was just in a kayak two weeks ago. Okay. So (laughs) I want to be her when I grow up. I'm like, she's just amazing. But you know, so those things are important to my friendships, my true authentic friendships, Mm -hmm. not my um, acquaintances. Those Mm -hmm. are lovely people and I love Mm -hmm. them and I, and I care for them and Mm -hmm. I pray for them and I pray for their children, all of that. But the women who will pick up the phone at 3 a.m. Yeah. They get my time. Yeah. And again, everything is going back to how you started this out, which is a moment Mm -hmm. to ascertain what you value. These are the things that are important to me. Okay. Well, now that I know that I can arrange my Mm -hmm. life around these, these things that I have Mm -hmm. elevated as truly important. Um, Okay. I want to do one more and then we can kind of start to get specific about, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Um, So what about boundaries with (laughs) difficult family members, Mary Lenneberg, because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we, I think can feel a little hopeful about this time of year. And then when we gather, we realize, oh, you're just the same old obnoxious opinion spouting uncle who makes balloon animals, apparently. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uncle Jerry's probably lovely. (laughs) Um, Boundaries are really important around the holidays, especially. I don't think there's any other time of the year they are as important as Mm -hmm. when we're gathering for big gatherings. People don't change overnight. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you have not taken the time to build on that relationship throughout the year, um, to take the time to have the intimate one-on-one conversations, to build the friendships and to build, then if you think you're going to sit down to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner or the holiday gathering with the white elephants, you know, gifting, and you think that it's just going to magically get better, then yeah. I would like to know what you're drinking because it's really good stuff and we yeah. all need a glass of yeah. it. Okay. Just not going to happen. They're not going to change. So what do you do? Um, you know, I recently, I, I have six brothers and a sister, uh, six sisters-in-law. They're all, I love them. I love every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm closer to some siblings more than others, just simply by age and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have, we all, not all of us have remained in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come from very different um, political uh, views uh, mm-hmm. in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, uh, It's a very international family. It looks like mm-hmm. the United Nations when we all sit down. I have sisters-in-law from different nationalities. Nice. Um, and it's awesome. And I love them. I love them. And I love everything that they bring to our family. Mm-hmm. And I love to watch my brothers with them and to love their wives and love their children. Um, but everyone is unique and unrepeatable. Yeah. And therefore... My boundary is I walk into these things with no expectations. Yeah. Okay. They aren't going to disappoint me. They aren't going to make me feel seen. You know, whatever the yeah. up or the down is, they're not. I, there's wow. no expectation. Yeah. I am happy to see them. Yep. I want to know about their life, what they're willing to share with me. I want to talk to my nieces and nephews who are now going into college and high school and I remember the day they were born. You know, how are you? Who are you? Right. And I, I lay out zero expectations. So when I get in that car at the end of the night, I am not wounded. I am yeah. not crying. I yeah. am not yeah. mad because I met them where they were. That's right. I also agree in my mind, and Jerry and I agree beforehand yeah. what we will talk about as far as our family is concerned. 
Uh-huh. What is what are topics that I feel like we can share with my siblings? Okay. Without yeah. judgment and so forth. So and what yeah. is just for us? Right. So We're good. not walking billboards of this is everything in Mary and Jerry's life. No, yeah. because there are some things that are private family matters and need to remain private family matters. Right. And some of my siblings get that and some of them don't. Uh-huh. And I know that about them. So then I know what I can share. And so by having that hard boundary for myself, we also have a time limit. It doesn't matter for having the best time of our life. We are there for two and a half hours. Nice. And we are gone. That's yeah. it. And my, they know that. Like we come in and I start the clock. And unless, you know, the dinner was late or something. I mean, obviously there's there's some leeway sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But in our minds, we are like, we are here. We are fully present here. We put our phones away unless we're taking pictures. Uh-huh. Nobody answers their phone. Yeah. And we are fully present to these people in our lives for the time that we're there. And then we hug everybody. We wish you Merry Christmas and we go. Now, there have been some years when we we, we learned how to do that because yeah. in the beginning of our marriage, we were a walking billboard. Here's everything about our life, which then brought everybody into our life with judgment, with, oh, you should do this or why aren't you doing this? And then you just yeah. feel like, you're not doing anything right. You're not parenting right. You're not mar- doing your marriage right. All of that. So boundaries yeah. are really, really important to so decide how long you're going to spend with them. Decide to meet them where they are. Decide what you're going to discuss. And if they start going off on some religious tangent or um, you know political tangent, or they start gossiping, which is huge in families, about somebody else, then yeah. you just shut it down. And uh-huh. that has happened to me where I'm like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with this conversation. Okay. Yeah. I think if you have that question, you need to go and ask them yourself. Nice. And I walk away and they Uh all know that. Can we have another example of a sentence for excusing yourself from a conversation? So if, if around the table, things get too political, what, what would you say? say, I I respect your opinion. Everybody has an opinion and they're entitled to their opinion. And I respect Mm -hmm. your opinion as a human being. Mm-hmm. I disagree with you and mm-hmm. this conversation is getting a little heated for me and I'm uncomfortable and therefore I'm going to go and get another glass of wine. Okay. I like it. That Thank might you. be too much word vomit, but you could take that yeah. and parse it down. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, in my, in my situation, um, Jerry is a convert. So whenever we've been with other extended family on his side, we get the whole uh, pushback um, on the fact that Jerry converted and became Catholic. And that'll start it up, especially with some of our older relatives. And you'll just be like, he loves Jesus and you love yeah. Jesus. So how mm. about we talk about that? Nice. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good, good, good. Oh, thank you, Mary. I don't. Th- you're going to say this in a way that is better. The way that I'm going to say it, it sounds too harsh, um, but I think you'll know what I mean, and then you can fix mm-hmm. it. Um, but something that was really transformative for me was I don't need anything from you anymore. I did. I did yeah. earlier, and then I realized that I'm already full. Like I am in charge of my own happiness. I don't need, um, I don't need you. I guess you said it a little, I said, you said it differently earlier that in a way where you said, I don't need you to meet any need of mine or something, something along those lines. You have to remember that, um, again, this is all about self-awareness and you have to take the time 
to journal it out, to talk it out. If you need counseling, go. Mm-hmm. Girlfriends are great for this over a glass mm-hmm. of wine to, mm-hmm. to you know, kind of troubleshoot these types of feelings and, and situations that we hold and harbor in our hearts. Um, but the idea that we don't need something from someone reveals in you that there was a need. Yeah. If you have to say, I don't need anything from you, that means at one point you did because now yeah. you have to say no, right? Yeah. yeah. So there is a difference between joy and happiness. My happiness is dependent on everybody else. You can make me unhappy because you didn't smile at me and wave at me in the elevator, mm-hmm. right? I, you have that power if I give you that power, right? Mm-hmm. Joy is something that comes from the Lord and it's a deep abiding peace that exists in my heart that I can walk into the most contentious situation and I can smile through the whole thing Mm -hmm. and I can meet people where they are Mm -hmm. because hurt people hurt other people. Mm -hmm. You can see all the hurt displayed in front of you Mm -hmm. and you can still meet it with empathy, compassion, and love, even though you want to run with your hair on fire in the opposite direction. Right. So if I am filled up from here to here, meaning me and the Mm -hmm. Lord, I -hmm. can walk into a place full and then what you said earlier, meet you where you are because I don't need anything from you because I have it right here. Because you already have. That's right. I just get to let people be people, you know, like. People are just people. And that's well, and they are that's and, disappointing, you know, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So let's let's talk about that for a minute. You're disappointed in people, right? You're like, gosh, I wish they didn't vote that way last time. I wish mm. they didn't do this. I wish they didn't believe this. I wish they would stop speaking about this. Okay. Well, let's say let's flip it, right? What is it in your life that they wish you didn't do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because if you're reacting to what they're doing, it's convicting something inside you. Yeah. Okay. Other people are a mirror. Children are a mirror to your soul, right? If they're bugging you, if there's something they're needling you about, there's something in you Mm -hmm. that it is ticking off and you're like, oh, don't do that. Don't do, I already, I already Mm -hmm. shoved that down. I put that, no, you've got to, you got to dig it up and you've got to let the light come and you've got to let Jesus heal it. And then you can move forward in wholeness. There are still things in my life that the Lord is healing and, and will be healing for the entirety of my life until I am with him. Absolutely. We don't get to wipe and our hands I have that to one. know that. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to, you, you have to allow him to come in. He cannot heal what you don't bring to him. That's right. And that's why our world is so fractured because we are all so broken mm-hmm. and we're all so stuck within ourselves that anybody that comes at us with judgment or advice, all oh, the advice or opinions we feel threatened by yeah. because we have not allowed the Lord to heal what was broken. So good. So good. Yeah. Thank you. So, so you gotta, much. you gotta open it up. You gotta unzip the heart and you've got to let him do some surgery yeah. and you've got to let him, you know, begin the healing process. Yeah. And Advent so, is a beautiful, beautiful time for that. Ex- right. Exactly. So, you know, throughout this conversation, we've talked about just as antidotes, we've talked about, you know, managing our time better by getting things done early or getting things done in stages. Um, we've talked about managing our expectations. We've talked about, you know, not expecting too much out of people, expecting too much out of how a room looks, um, expecting too much out of what a social gathering is going to bring us or not bring us. Um, I think that there are just a few little things too, like getting the sleep we need. Like my balances are always tipped oh. if I'm not like, you know, maybe 
maintaining yeah. some um, sort of routine. If you this this has all been so useful and wonderful, so many practical things, and then so many like larger level things too of just you know looking inside yourself and doing some in- interior work. But if you were to leave us, Mary, with the thing, you know, like the one thing that you want us to either walk away with from this conversation, enter into this season with, if you could leave us with something you really wanted to impart that felt important, what would that be? A person who lives with hope lives differently. Mm. Okay. God is faithful and he is true and he hears your prayers and everything that he allows in your life is for your good and his glory. Now, I may want to have some conversations with him about a few things that he's allowed, but it's always in the darkest places where we need him the most, where the the biggest moments of growth happen in our lives. Yeah. And, you know, joy and suffering go hand in hand. They walk hand in hand. They're a great couple. And there will be years of Christmas that are joyous and beautiful memories. And there'll be years at Christmas time where you are devastated and sad and feel like you can't get out of bed. That's. Mm -hmm. That's life. It's a cycle that we go through. It's the beauty of the liturgical year to hit those moments of rest and those moments of desert so that we can meet him and figure it out. But if you don't have hope, there's no purpose to it. And so we as Christians live as people of hope because God sends us a baby who changes everything. What specifically are you hopeful for, Mary, as a, as a last question, and then we'll get into where people can follow Gosh. you in all the places? I am hopeful for life. I am so grateful for the gift of my life, the gift of my husband's life, the gift of my son, my daughter, even though she's not physically with us anymore. Um, I'm so, so joyful um, about them, about the future. Um, I'm hopeful for a coming year of, of just growth in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a baby changes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Here comes Jesus. He changes everything. Yeah. A grandchild has come oh, into our family yeah. and he's changed everything. <laughs> and um, I'm hopeful for our world. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for friendship. I'm, I just mm-hmm. people over policies, mm-hmm. people over um everything yeah meet people where they are and you will be amazed how much you have in common with them yeah I know that you are just doing beautiful things online and in your home and within your family where can we follow what projects can we support um we want to know everything we want to know everything well I've written two books so um be brave and the scared uh, which was uh, written all about our journey so with Courtney yes. and, and um, just life would and how the Lord met us along Christmas the way. Gift. Mm-hmm. It would be bold in the broken is yes. uh, more comical, a little more humorous yep. uh, about my life growing up. Um, then I have a cookbook that's available on my website and on Instagram. You, I spend most of my time online on Instagram. So it's yes. at Mary Lenneberg. I would love for you to follow me there. Um, I bake, I just, you know, I do all of, I, gosh, I do all, so many different things because I can't you make do. up my mind what I love the most. So I just I do know. And you and your husband are so <laughs> precious together. Mary Lindenberg is the most fun follow. She <laughs> lets you into so much of her life. Nothing is off limits. She will even no. tell you when she can't figure out how to end a speech. Like this, 
<laughs> you get all the details with Mary Linnerberg. So follow on Instagram for sure. Buy the things all together as Christmas gifts. It would make a beautiful bundle. Um, yeah. I'm just and then ma- so... at MaryLinnerberg.com. They can find oh, out good. where I'm speaking and where I'm going to okay, be great. next. Yes, yes. And yes, hire. Hire Mary Linnerberg <laughs> as a speaker. There, uh, oh, oh, please. Like, okay, I have chills all over. Do that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> do that above all do that <laughs> and so that's number one and then the rest are uh, you know other really really strong suggestions um but the first might be a command so um okay thank you a million times over mm-hmm. you have made my whole day i'm going to be beaming and floating the rest of it this was all really really important and helpful i cherish you thank you friend i cherish you as well <laughs> it was a joy merry christmas Am I, I'm not Christmas. allowed to say that yet. See, I'm a convert too, say, so I. Oh, here you go. So here in Advent, I'm like Happy Advent and Merry Happy Christmas. Advent. Okay, okay, yeah. got it. Happy Advent, Mary Lunenberg. I love you because I'm hoping for Christmas. Okay. Oh, you say both. You say both at the same time. Yeah, I do. Oh. Yeah, I say Happy Advent, Merry Christmas. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you. I I feel seen. Look at that. <laughs> Bye, Mary. Love you. Love you too. Sinners, saints, sisters, do you need a speaker for your event? Do you need someone to lead your retreat? It would be all my joy to serve and spread God's love to you and the people you gather with compassionate leadership, Bible-based teaching, authentic life stories, and a lot of laughter at heart. You can reach me at sinnersaintsister at gmail.com. Hello, Taylor Schroll. Hello, Allison Sullivan. It has been a long time since you have blessed Center Saint Sister. You bless Center Saint Sister all the time behind <laughs> it's been the a while, scenes, <laughs> but not in front of the scenes. So, thank you for being here to talk about Advent. How can you be in front of a scene? I feel like I'm in the yeah, scene. Yeah, it's in the scene. You're right. It, it was, well, it was. Uh, Everybody get out your 3D goggles. This is the 3D <laughs> portion of Sinner Saint Sister. It, that, that was a nuance that you you correct my grammar surprisingly more than I would have thought. Because I feel pretty competent. But you. That's why. That's why <laughs> yeah. I make mistakes. And you're like, eh. But, but you, you save me a lot, actually. Um, so we're here to talk about Advent. Mm. Um, how much do you love Mary Lunenberg? Oh, she's the best. She's the like, best. I. What do you love about Mary Lunenberg? Because I kind of couldn't shut up about it. She's she's just so loving and caring, and she like from the beginning, like when I met her, like I just felt like she cared f- like like about me and for me. Yeah. Like from the get go, like I hadn't uh-huh. done anything to earn it. Right? Uh-huh. She just she just loved me, and yeah. like uh, like when you did the interview, like typically I like hit record and I walk away. Yeah. And I like just kind of stood here for a while. I was like, I kind of want to stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you would have. Um, no, she is. She um, she has a very nurturing spirit. And I don't know. I, can't, I could never put my finger on what she does to make me feel nurtured in her presence. Mm-hmm. But like even now, after that conversation with her, I feel so well cared for. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful gift um, that she so lovingly shares. Like you could keep that all to yourself and just let your family be blessed by it. But she she gives it away. She's so generous with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about Advent, which is tricky. Like it's tricky. And you and I have talked about this on your show, which friends, by the way, go ahead and go subscribe to Forte Catholic. Um, but we talked on your show about Advent that it's tricky for a lot of reasons. It's like there's unrealistic expectations of perfection. There's a lot of people pleasing. Um, there's just a lot of demands. We 
um, we spread ourselves too thin and and think that we can eat and drink all willy nilly and not you know have any consequences. Spreading yourself too fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're saying yes to too many things. And um, what I have loved about the church's um, kind of prescribed uh, season is that there are things to focus on instead. Mm. Like that there is an alternative. So firstly, I want to hear about how this might be tricky for you. But then after we've kind of commiserated about how this is a wonky time, I would love for us to go through that prescription of hope, peace, love, and joy, and kind of counteract it that way. So how are the holidays tricky for you? Or are they? Are they even tricky for you at all? Yeah, they are. I think one of the weirdest things about any holidays for me is like, Often, I expect it to be a break, and it never really feels Ooh, like a break. Yeah, uh, because like it's like, oh yeah, I don't have to work for five days. But what that means for me is that I have to work. I have to do ten days of work in the five days yeah. before. Yeah, and like so, then I'm like stressed, and by the time I get to where I'm relaxing. Mm-hmm. I'm like on edge and frustrated and yeah. I can't relax. Like the relaxing starts by the time I have to come back to work. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. The Europeans are onto something. They, um, they take vacations for two weeks. Did mm. you know that? It's like, who can afford that? I figured they didn't work much. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, so this prescription to instead, it's like this, this counterbalance of all of those things that we just named. Um, what are you hopeful for? Um, Speaking of things that I struggle with, that is the one that I struggle hope? with. Oh, hope. I just I just mm. think uh, I am who I am, both good and bad, and mm. I don't think it's going to change. Ooh, uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm like, I just kind of always expect the status quo. I don't think I'm going to get better, like, as a person, as a mm-hmm. podcaster, as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I also don't really think I'm going to get worse. Yeah. So I'm just kind of, like, cruising. Yeah. So hope is hard when you're just cruising. You're yeah. just like, meh, whatever. You know? Yeah. Auto pilot doesn't like anticipate for much you expect to just be able to do that for a while Mm -hmm. um i am really hopeful i have felt a real lack of hope with just and i talk about it a lot on the podcast but our society but not not to get too deep um into all that right now but like the way that we are attached to our phones and because i'm seeing it in my my oldest i'm like man i think that we're just destined to, um, you know, put these little bulletins out about our latest hot takes and we're just destined to be divided. And so I would really like to cultivate more hope, um, about some reconciliation and redemption as far as kind of where we've been. Is your oldest now a mirror for you? Do you see him on his phone too much? You realize, oh man, you learned that from me. <laughs> well, honestly, so on TikTok, um, so I get a lot of feedback about teenagers that are saying, man, I wish I had a mom like that. So I have a lot of messages come in and someone said that mm. I wish my mom knew that she's just as addicted as I am. Mm. It's like, wow, that's powerful. Amidst all these compliments about how great you are, you're like, damn. That's, <laughs> I'm like, that's the one you focus on maybe because we let <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, okay, so where would you like more peace in your life, Taylor? Uh, you kind of brought it up. In, in, I think it's in relationships. Yeah. And like, you know, both like in real human relationships, but also in like online relationships. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you um, both like about me and hate about me mm-hmm. is that like, we are both people on the internet and internet comments don't bother me. Yeah. Uh, you, it's a marvel. Right. You, uh, but here's where I like peace. It finally happened. I cracked last night. With a comment? Yeah. 
because I never care about people that don't know me and don't care about me saying negative things. Yeah. Because I'm pretty confident. It's like if you're saying, you know, typically on the Internet, it's like, oh, you suck at podcasting or how dare you say that about the church? You're a bad Catholic or whatever. It's uh -huh. like I, I'm confident enough in those things that that doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. A friend did it yesterday. Ooh. A friend was like, you're being a, like I made a very simple joke. Like uh -huh. to a person who our entire relationship is us jabbing at each other. Yeah. Like, and it started with him, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. And so he, I said a joke, he blocked me. And then one of our other mutual friends came in and was like chastising me about how I'm a bad person. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, that one hurts. So I need peace in relationships. Yeah. We talk, you, you and I talked at length on my show about how like the in-person relationships for me have been kind of wonky. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I want some peace in that. And hopefully with yeah. the slower time, I can like, yeah. make some time to work on relationships mm -hmm. and friendships. But man. Yeah, I cracked last night. I thought about you and smiled because <laughs> I'm like, Allison's going to be so happy that I was so Oh, upset. I thought you were going to say so pissed that someone made me mad because <laughs> I am. It's both because you both, like I said, you both love and hate that yes. they typically don't bother me. And they finally did. So like, yeah. I was frustrated for about an hour and my first smile was, Allison's going to love this. <laughs> I need to hear more about this. Yeah. Um, okay. So hope, peace, love. Where are you experiencing a lot of love? Where would you like to lean into love? What's love looking like these days? What's love got to do with it? What does it have to do with it? Apparently a lot. I I feel like um, I have felt very loved by our church community um, mm. after many, many years yeah, of not feeling I loved love by our church that. community. That's great. Uh, we just wrapped up a ministry that, that I've been mm -hmm. running here at our parish. And like- I love that for you People so have just been so kind. Yeah. Like so kind, like, you know, in, in thanking me and the other person that have been running it mm -hmm. and um, just very kind words and like- um, so participants, other people who have heard about it have mm -hmm. been kind, like our pastor has been kind of like, it's just, it's been really nice yeah. and like a place where I needed to like, yeah, it's a place, uh, my church is somewhere that I've wanted to receive love for yeah. so long and I didn't for so long. Yeah. So to get that, it's been pretty healing. And it's been inspiring for me to watch. Mm. It's been, and by inspiring, I mean, I should do that, mm. you know? So I, I appreciate that. Um, love the way that it's been fun for me lately is that my kids are getting older. So I feel like we had our kids really close together and it was, I mean, it was battle, you know, when they were all really little together and now it's like, they're all really big kids together. And so I enjoy this new there. It comes with new challenges, but I'm really loving it and I can get really specific and they can get really specific back about how am I loving you? Well, mm. how could I do better? Um, so I'm really loving leaning in to all of that. Okay. Last joy. What's bringing you joy or what would you like to bring you joy? That isn't. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. We're bookending it. Like hope is the one that I struggle with and have always struggled with. The yeah. Most. Like joy yeah. actually comes pretty easily, easy yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, because like, even when I'm not happy, like there's just that foundation of totally joy. In Taylor's me. a really loud laugher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I muted that laugh just for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> save, save your ears. Right. And your, yeah. Earbuds are a little tough with Taylor. Yeah. But I, I just like, even it's been a pretty, I wouldn't say rough, but like stressful few weeks. And mm -hmm. it's like, I've still been happy, mm -hmm. you know, like there's been yeah, moments yeah, where yeah. I haven't been happy, but it's like, there's that deep underlying joy that like sustains me through yeah. times that aren't happy, but I'm still, I can still be joyful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to downtime. I'm mm -hmm. hoping that it, that does not lead to disappointment because it ended up not feeling like downtime at all. But again, I'm loving my people so much. I'm appreciating not feeling like I'm in a battlefield, even though that felt really important. Why um, does love always feel like a battlefield? 
Oh my gosh, I sang This is a, another one. I don't I know. I sang a song earlier that was from your time and you didn't know it. And then I think I just sang one that was after your time. <laughs> There's lots of generational jokes here. They're hilarious. Um, anyways, I am excited. I feel a lot of joy to be able to lean into my people without agenda. I mm. love not having a schedule. It's my favorite thing. So yeah. That's great. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Well, um, Mary Lineberg gave me permission to say happy Advent and Merry Christmas. I'm just going to say it all together and I don't have to worry on if I'm doing it right or wrong. Mary said so. Yeah. Anyone who cares is a weirdo. Okay, oh, I, I, I was, like that too. I was going to be meaner, but then I forgot. I remembered I was on your show. I was like, nice. <laughs> Look at you minding your manners and using <laughs> we're, a filter we're, we're on my fine. show. Oh, this is great. All right. Happy Advent and Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Merry Advent. Yeah. Merry Lennabuck. Oh. <laughs> that all stays. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for being here. A very special thank you to all guests and sponsors. A really special thank you to Taylor Schroll for mixing and editing. For more content, you can head over to Instagram at Allison M. Sully and TikTok at Sullivan Family TikTok. You can also check out Forte Catholic and subscribe there where you have a 25% chance of hearing me co-host. I am so grateful for all of the love and support that we offer each other here. Today's show was a production of Allison Sullivan in conjunction with the Forte Catholic Podcast Network. For more great Catholic podcasts, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.